This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. What's up, again, folk? It's RJ Young, host of the number one ranked show. And uh, this week on our USFL Spotlight episode, I spoke with New Jersey Generals quarterback Luis Perez, who told me about his journey from walking on in junior college to becoming the best quarterback and player in all of Division II and why he wants to be a part of of the USFL. We also get into my week eight power rankings as yeah, the Birmingham Stallions, they're undefeated, but at number two, we could surprise you. Subscribe to the number one ranked show wherever you get your podcast. Warriors, Celtics, who has the most to gain from an NBA title? Nick's got a list all cooked up. It is extension time for Zion. Why aren't the Pelicans willing to give him a fully guaranteed deal? And KD and Kyrie's former teams meeting in the finals. Awkward. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. Jenna Wolf, Nick Wright. You look perplexed, Nick. Chris Broussard, Kevin Wilds. What's wrong, Nick? Is this a bad look for KD and Kyrie? Or are you perplexed about something off topic? No, no, no. I was, I was just pondering the question. I think it's a particularly bad look for one of them. The other, I'm not so sure. We will discuss. Oh, let's see if you can piece that one together. Sure. All right, we'll get to all of that. Got to start with all this. Little Lakers this morning. Two items on the Lakers' off-season to-do list. Hire a new head coach, which they just did in Darvin Ham, and then retool the roster, a.k.a. figure out what to do with Russell Westbrook. Well, according to Mark Stein, <clears throat> the Lakers are telling anyone who will listen They'd rather keep Russ than part with additional assets in a trade. Also said the Lakers won't release Westbrook and eat his $47 million option. That does not leave them much choice. Nick, I know you love Russ. You also have been saying he's got to go. Should the Lakers be willing to part with picks to get rid of Russell Westbrook? Of course. And at this point, they they need to make a decision. Who are you and who do you want to be? And how much do you owe LeBron James? Because if you're not if you're not willing to part with a seventh grader to be named later via the form of your uh, unprotected 2027 or 2029 draft pick, then you know what? Trade LeBron James instead. Honestly, because a, what has LeBron James done to earn the right to compete for a title in his 20th season? Well, here's a short list of what he's done since coming to the Lakers. Now, I understand that the bubble season, according to the Mayan and Kevin Wilde's calendar, 
was in the pre-shot clock era, but it was just actually 2020. And in that bubble season, here's what LeBron did. He helped keep the team together after the tragic and shocking passing of Kobe Bryant. He then, in the bubble, helped keep the entire NBA season together when the other team in L.A. reportedly was ready to walk. We would have had no champion that year. And then in the finals, averaged a humble 30, 12, and 9 on 60-40 shooting. Look it up. One of the all-time greatest finals performances, probably, but who cares? Okay, but Nick, like Wilde says, that was, did they even have HD television that year back then? Okay, what about last year? How good is LeBron right now? So last year, he averaged 38 and 6. We've talked about that before. What about just, well, Brew, here's one for you. Guys in a season to average at least 30 points, 5 assists on 50% shooting. Wilt did it. Kareem did it. Michael, KD, Steph, LeBron last year. The last four times someone did that, 30 points, 5 assists on 50% shooting, uh, they won league MVP. And then there was LeBron last year who was just lucky to make an all-NBA team. So I say all that to say this. If you don't think you can compete for a title this year, right now, immediately, then trade LeBron. LeBron's got what? At best, two, at best, two MVP level seasons left in him. If you are so concerned about a 2027 draft pick, if you're that concerned about it and that you're going to waste one of at best LeBron's two remaining great years, then move on from it. But if you're, if you think you're not going to be able to thread the needle of competing for a title and keeping Russell Westbrook, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, look, I agree with you that they should be willing to give up those picks for to trade Westbrook. Like you said, it's 2027, 2029. I don't think you do it because you owe LeBron something. You owe him a salary and you're paying him that. All right. And, and, but when you have LeBron and he's playing at a high level, you owe it to yourself to try to win a championship because he's that good and you still have a shot. So the Lakers should be going for a title for the franchise, not just to appease LeBron. I also don't think he wants to be traded. Even if they keep Westbrook, I don't think he, he necessarily want to move out of, you know, be traded out of LA. But Westbrook is simply not a fit. Period. Okay. And I don't think a new coach, unfortunately, is going to change that. They were 11 and 10 last year. When the big three played together, LeBron, AD, and Russ, they were 20 and 32 when Russ played with either one of those two, LeBron or AD. It's just not a fit, period. It, it, he, look, his game does not match up with AD's and LeBron's. When you got the three of them out on the floor, you're going to have a problem with three-point shooting, which is huge, obviously, in today's NBA. You're going to have a problem with floor spacing, and you're going to have a problem with defense. Simple as that, particularly guards. Uh, seems like Can you imagine him trying things. to guard the Warriors with those three out there? Yeah. I mean, LeBron, at his age, isn't really guarding hard. Westbrook can't. It's just never been a great defender. And AD's not going to be a great defender out on the floor. He's more by the bucket. So I, I think they definitely need to try to move Russ uh, Wilds. Look, the Lakers have never built through the draft. 
You tried that. It's you outrageous. have four straight years of lottery picks. Four straight years, Wilds. 2014 to 2017. Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball. None of them are leading you or anyone else to a championship. Okay? Did you say that's a good team? And then when they have one, when they have... No, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Really? No, Wilds. Because of one good year in New Orleans? (laughs) Go go ahead. Look, Wilds last thing, they built their championships through free agency and trade. I saw them in the playoffs. They're good players. Good players. Fine. But are they leading you to a championship? That's what they do in L.A. It's not about being good. It's about winning championships. I get it. But here's the other value of building through the draft. And I understand, no, just sell la-la land. If you don't build through the draft, you're building through free agency. And free agency salaries are much higher than draft salaries. And just yesterday, we were, Joe Lacob came out and said, quote, we want to be great for a long time. He was responding to criticism about not trading away draft picks to try to, you know, maximize Steph's window. We were all like, trade, trade, trade. Let's go maximize the window. They're like, nah, we're good. We actually got Jordan Poole from the draft, and he's going to lead our next dynasty. So here's the thing about Russ and and why the Lakers don't need to to consider trading LeBron. First of all, LeBron wanted Russ. So the idea that all of a sudden you got to now, now you owe it to LeBron to get Russ and now you owe it to LeBron to get rid of Russ. You kind of can't do anything right, I guess. But Broussard, you said something interesting yesterday. It's like, why doesn't Russ just look in the mirror and sort of play better? I'm like, well, that is such a simple idea. I think it's the right idea. So here's the three simple things that Russell Westbrook can do today, just today. We're not even in season and become a better player so he doesn't have to be moved. The first one is stop shooting threes. Just stop. And there's a graphic here. He shot 30% from three. Just eliminate those from your game. These are openness rating so russ is shooting 30 percent. he's de- way down in the right so even his 30 percent is not is very different from steph who is up in the top left corner so then stop shooting three so there you're done with that get to the rim and either get fouled or finish and when you get fouled make your free throws five years ago Broussard, russell westbrook shot 85 percent from the line last year he shot 67 percent why because his athleticism waned? Did the line move? Is, is it the new ball? Was he just pro Spalding, less Will Wilson? It makes no sense. Just go back and shoot well. And the third one is defense. I'm not, what? he doesn't have to become Alex Caruso, but there's some plays that we showed last, this year. The play when he left Patty Mills open in the corner here. And this is one against the Thunder where he leaves his man and he gets a dunk. These are simple things. Stop shooting threes, make your free throws, and literally just pay attention to your man. You don't have to be Mr. 94 feet. Just pay attention to your man. Don't leave him open and keep him. You don't have to start giving away draft picks because LeBron wanted him. Now LeBron yes, you... doesn't want him. Keep him. Oh, hold Dude, on. Can just I, play basic can I respond to this? Hold on. Yeah, it, go for wild. it. Wild. I, wanted, I yeah. wanted and went to bat for you to be on this show. But if after a year, if every segment you had brought your stupid Raven, if you had never, if you had not had a single week of good shows, I would be allowed to go to management and say, you know what? I was wrong. 
You know what? He it didn't work out. I know I asked for him. I know he thought he'd be great. I know other people were That's like, "Are you yeah. sure about that?" I'm like, "Trust me, it'll work." But it, 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 the idea sure. that LeBron can't be like, "Okay, I wanted him, but it's been a disaster," is ludicrous. First of all, second of all, the the Warriors thing to me, Joe Lacob has a tendency to get out over his skis a bit. Now you're with him even further over his skis, having Jordan Poole leading a dynasty. But the draft picks he's actually talking about are Wiseman, Kaminga, and Moody. And maybe the Warriors have threaded this needle well enough. But they are about to enter an NBA Finals where they are going to likely get nothing from any of those three players and try to win a title despite it. Those of us that were arguing, trade some of those guys who can help you right now. The fact that they're in the Finals without those guys contributing is not necessarily an argument that we were wrong. Maybe this team could have been an unstoppable juggernaut if they were getting legitimate contributions from those pieces. We'll see. Maybe they have threaded the needle. I think they're going to win the title. But the idea that you're not allowed to, after a year of evidence, say, oh, thought it would work, now it won't. And and the, the, the advice for us is, hey, just get, why don't you tell them also grow four inches? I, his game would work better if he was that's six. Not, I'm talking about. What are you talking no, about? Like, just fair. get better. That's not just fair. Get, guys, I'm talking about, listen, decision, I'm talking about simple decisions. Yeah, you told him shoot better. Decisions. You think I'm he's not trying? You no, think no, he can just shoot, shoot free throws better? Free throws. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Shoot free throws better. We have to go to a commercial break, but you guys keep talking. Wow. That's how the TV works. Do we? We got to talk about Zion on the other side. We have to. (laughs) Video says it. Music says it. And in a second, we're going to a commercial break. We're back after this. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Shot 85%. Hey, on Saturday, two of the USFL's best squaring off as the New Orleans Breakers face the league-leading Birmingham Stallions at 3 Eastern. 
Then on Sunday, Panthers battle the Stars at noon Easter. Don't miss USFL football this weekend only on Fox. Time now for Buck First brought to you by Pacifico. Live Life anchors up. Talking some Zion now. So, Wendy reported over the weekend the Pelicans are not willing to offer Zion a fully guaranteed five-year extension. They went on to say they will offer him a large contract. It just won't be guaranteed in full. Not going there with Zion's injury history. Broussard, do you agree with the Pelicans' reasoning? Completely. Completely. There's no way that after Zion Williamson played 85 games in three years that they can offer him a fully guaranteed five-year, $181 million contract. And I get that Zion wants it. He should. What human being wouldn't? But I also think if you sit back and you look at it objectively, he and his representatives will have to understand, we get it. All right, I've been banged up. And there's a big question going forward, guys, even though he's clear with the bill of health now, that whether or not his lower extremities will be able to hold up under the combination of that weight and that explosiveness. So I'm not, I wouldn't offer him like a football deal. Obviously, football deals are changing. Some of those, at least the quarterbacks, are being more guaranteed. But I wouldn't go that route. But I would go the Joel Embiid route in 2017. Now, Embiid, his first three years were even worse than Zion's. He missed the first two completely, played 31 games on a minutes restriction his third year, and Philadelphia still maxed him out. However, the max, it wasn't fully guaranteed. It was a lot of it was based on games played, uh, minutes played, and it was tied to past injuries. It wasn't saying if you get a, a, a random knee injury, ACL tear, that you don't get paid. It was all tied to injuries he had suffered in the past. And that's how they should do it with Zion. So, and, and MB went on to get all of that money because he ended up, he did play a lot. And that's what they should do with Zion. If you play, you'll get all your money. If you don't, you'll still get a large chunk of guaranteed money. However, the franchise will be protected if you suffer injuries related to the past. And Nick, if Zion and his people are offended, I've still got two years with you. He can only be a restricted free agent yeah, next summer. Not this summer, next summer. So I've still got you for two years. And if C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion are playing well together and the Pelicans are really becoming a factor in the West, then I don't think Zion's necessarily going to want to leave that. Ooh. So I, I think that, oh, they I can, that this part. is fine, what the Saints are doing. Uh, I think they're playing and a the, dangerous the game. Team. And I listen to this full... I listened to this full report by the great Brian Windhorst, and he said, you know, Gail Benson, you know, was looking at this like an NFL contract. Well, you know where she should look at NFL contracts? With the NFL team she owns. Because in the NBA, that's not how business is done. I Listen, maybe you regret the Michael Thomas and Taysom Hill deals, but that has nothing to do with how your basketball operation is run. And I understand that people are like, oh, Joel Embiid's the comp. He's not the comp. To quote Marlo Stanfield, the price of the brick is going up. And you know when it went up? When Michael Porter Jr. got five for 172 ah. with 145 of it fully guaranteed. Michael Porter Jr.'s deal is not fully guaranteed. 
The fifth year, uh, 28 million is unguaranteed. And if Wilds, if that's what they're offering Zion, a deal that has 150-ish million guaranteed, but that final year has, is a partial guarantee, then yes, that to me is fair. But the idea in Bede's deal was unique. It was you could void it if he missed 25 games right. in a season due to a previous injury. I'm not saying that if I'm Zion Williamson. Not no, let me ask you this. I'll give you another uh, contract that doesn't have anything to do with injuries. Right now, this moment, if David Griffin calls up Sam Presti and says, Zion for SGA, one-to-one, you want to do it? You think Presti's at least having a meeting? Because SGA, yeah. no injury concerns. He's all, Okay, well, guess what? He's on five for 170. And I understand we all love SGA, but and the numbers sound amazing, but when it's like, okay, so Shea Gilgis-Alexander got the full rookie max, and we're going to barter hard with Zion when there's already been rumblings the moment so he was drafted. So they should give him the he full max? He might not want to be here long term. <laughs> I, I think the Michael Porter, if I'm Zion's After people, 85 bro, games? What? Bro, Michael Porter Jr., who is okay. a worse prospect, was not the number one pick of the draft, got five for 145 fully guaranteed. Yeah, the, and that, the full that doesn't look great right now. That looks like that was a mistake. I, I get where you're coming from. But you're saying, I get it. If Zion's people don't want to accept it, I'm fully, that's fine. But I'm saying from the, yeah. from the Pelicans' perspective, I cannot offer him five years 181 right now. Fully guaranteed. I can't. He hadn't played. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Wiles. Well, you know where I'm going. You know that I'm a little mouse trying to look for the smallest crack in the foundation of Zion in New Orleans. And I get in there and I start wreaking habit to get Zion to New York. So any little problem, any little contract issue, oh, Wilds is in there putting other mice in there as well, just trying to mess up the whole situation. I'll give you two other contracts. Kevin Durant, I saw him tear his Achilles in Golden State. Did Brooklyn have any issue guaranteeing his contract? Sure. Are you on crutches? Are you in surgery? It's okay. Guaranteed. How about Kawhi Leonard, who we, we invented the phrase load management, played nine games with the Spurs, 60 with the Raptors, and since then he's played 57, 52, and zero with the Clippers. He's got a big guaranteed contract because Ballmer believes in him. And if I'm Zion or Zion's representatives, I'm like, hey, do you believe in me or not? And you can show me, you can say, well, look at Embiid, it's not fair. I'm like, hey, is what it is, fair or not, or else, you know what? I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a trip uh, into JFK. You know what? Bro, can I ask you a question? I'm going into Teterboro, Brassard. <laughs> yeah. Land right there. Maybe tour the I, garden with Donovan uh, Mitchell. You, I, go to the you guys are just throwing away <laughs> Gail Benson's money. Fine, okay, I, I get it. Well, yeah, you yeah, own well, the team. Well, you know what? Well, if you don't want to spend the money, sell the team. You'll still have the Saints. Stop it. This no. If you if you want, how about if you want the money? No, how about if you want the money, play basketball? How about that? Yeah, how about you uh, earn yeah, your maybe. money? He tried maybe, to. Maybe that's how it was done back in your day. But, it, but slam in, dunk in, in today's day, that's not quite how it works. And I do think they held him out when he wanted to play. But let me just ask you a quick question, Brew, because I want to see if we actually disagree. Because I'm, uh, I agree that the, the fully guaranteed for the five years, I don't mind there being some stipulations. Are you okay with the Pelicans? offering the exact Michael Porter Jr. deal. First four years, fully guaranteed, 
partial guarantee in year five. Not the Embiid thing where Personally, we can avoid it. No. Would you do? You no. wouldn't do that. No. Wow. I want to wow. see him play. I ain't call me old well, school. On, go, go to YouTube. I want to see him play <laughs> consistently. Okay. Stay healthy. I'm yeah. fine. Look, I'm fine not signing him this year. I'm fine not signing oh, him this year gosh. and seeing how it plays out next year. Okay. And right. Well, he's, he's fine yeah, looking for real estate elsewhere. Over. You guys are pushovers. do an extension Gosh, this I wish I was negotiating against you. No, I, I agree with you, buddy. Let him prove himself. Hey, who's Thank got you, the Tim. most to gain from winning it all? The NBA Finals are set. Nick's got a list. It's good. We're back after this. Making Zion sing for his supper. The finals getting underway Thursday night. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Celtics Warriors, who's got the most to gain from winning a title? Been there, done that for Golden State. Sixth time in the last eight seasons they've won the West. Meanwhile, Boston's back on basketball's biggest stage. First time since 2010. All right, Nick, take us through your list of the most to gain from winning the 2022 NBA title. All right, let's do this quickly. We'll start with number eight. Number eight is the ever-likable Al Horford, who just got himself off the list of most playoff games ever played without making a finals. If they win the championship, I don't agree with this. I don't think it should happen, but I guarantee it will. If the Celtics win the title, Al Horford's going to make the Hall of Fame. Again, you're gonna say Nick, you're wow. crazy. Put his resume next to, I put his resume next to Reggie Miller. Then remind yourself that his college oh, championships oh. count. If they, uh, put put him next. Right. Same number of all star no, appearances. I know you love Reggie I, I Miller. I do agree. I know you love Reggie Miller. He's not as good as Reggie Miller. I didn't but say I he was as good. I said put the he's resume. Be a Hall of Fame. I, he's I do gonna agree make the Hall, Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I, I, okay, right. thank I you. Appreciate that. We'll keep going. Jalen Brown, number seven, sneaky Finals MVP candidate. Jalen Brown. The Celtics have in the titles the Celtics have won since they started giving out Finals MVP. The best player on the Celtics hadn't won that many of them. Bird only won two. Hondo won one, but Cedric Maxwell, JoJo White. Paul Pierce, these guys who weren't the best player tend to win finals MVP. Jalen Brown, number seven. Hey. Number six, Clay. Paul Pierce shot. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, don't say anything bad about Paul Pierce. Why not? KG was Yeah, that, that, was Clay, a, that was a little my, dagger, like a little slight dagger. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies to Pete, Paul Pierce's I got six friends, one of which is wild. The Clay, truth. He, he's the truth. Pippen. Hey, okay, yeah, the truth. Uh-huh. It tells a little too much truth. Clay, modern-day Pippen. Five, four rings, six finals appearances, 
a, the most likable guy maybe in the league. I'm, you know what? I am rooting the, the, the most easily rootable player on the Warriors is Clay Thompson. Clay's number six. Number five, Marcus Smart. He'll be a New England legend forever. A, a, with the, the great, late, great Tommy Heinsohn, Marcus Smart can slide right into his chair post okay. his career once his playing career is over. Guy will never buy a pint at one of those stinky New England sports bars ever again in his life. He's a, he'll be a legendary guy. Might have the green hair forever. Marcus Smart, number five. Number four, Draymond. Does Draymond become the greatest glue guy in NBA history? Does Draymond become the go-to example for how you can be an all-time great player at eight points per game? Maybe. He's number four. He, I think he's already a lock Hall of Famer. This title would cement it without any question. Number three, Steve Kerr. Did you guys know Steve Kerr's record in the playoffs is 89 and 32? Did you know Steve Kerr's record in playoff series is 21 and 2? 21 and 2! He's only lost one series ever with a healthy Steph Clay Draymond, and we know, listen, nobody's going to hold against him when the greatest player ever has the greatest dream strikes in the history of the great sport of basketball. Number two, Steph Curry. Brew, a ring puts him in the top 10 of the modern era. The top 10 of post-Wilt Russell, Oscar Jerry, who Kareem to now, Steph comes in to the top 10. And right. Steph versus he becomes the, the modern era Duncan, the key piece to a long dynastic right. run. Uh, and a fun all-time debate becomes Steph versus Shaq if they win the ring. Number one, however, is Jason Tatum. And this shocked me. Because Jason Tatum just turned 24. So here is the brief list of guys to have on their resume before they turn 26 a first-team All-NBA, which Tatum now has, and a ring. It is Bill Russell, Kareem, the underrated Walt Frazier. I'm including Rick Barry and Dr. J because ABA erasure must stop. Bill Walton, Larry Bird, Magic, Duncan, Kobe, and Kawhi. Giannis didn't do it, bro. Michael didn't do it. LeBron didn't do it. Tatum has a chance to do it. He has the most to gain from a championship. Mm -hmm. That's my list. Not a bad list, Nick. Uh, I do agree with you on Horford. I, I, I don't feel like he's a Hall of Famer, right? I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Me but neither. you're right. If they win this championship, he probably does get in. But don't ever compare him to Reggie Miller again. You you just slight Reggie all the time. I like your number one. Both I do agree Tatum. At, at, at Tatum's age... To lead a team to a championship would be huge. He just got in club superstar, and now how high does he go? He a ring on his finger, that'd be huge. Steph is great because, you know, then you start thinking, okay, you know, the argument's already begun. Will he be top 10 all time? Here's, I got a question for you about Kirk. Do you think, because obviously Phil Jackson, I think, is clearly number one just on his accomplishments. And the fact that all those great players he had, Jordan, Pippen, Shaq, Kobe, never won a ring without him. You know, Shaq with Pat Riley and Wade, you know, as he was fading. Uh, do you move Kerr ahead of Popovich and Pat Riley if he wins this wow. championship? They ahead both of Riley, have five. yes, Popovich, no. 
ahead of okay. ahead of Popovich, I, I don't mind the no, Riley thing, Riley, right? Because yes. Riley's team was and so stacked. Can I say but something here's about thing. Kerr just quickly? Do, do you move just quickly on Kerr? Yeah. Go ahead. What about the fact that Kerr won five rings as a player? What about the the fact that Kerr might end with ten rings? Like him and Russell and Phil Jackson is like the ten ring club. Like I don't know. Seems like it's something. Yeah, something. But it also won four in a row. As Not a bad. Three, three straight with the Bulls right. and then with the Spurs. But go ahead. Well, I asked that question because I'm with you. I don't think it quite moves him ahead of Popovich. He's chasing, and since it doesn't move him ahead of Popovich, I move Kerr down a little bit on the list. All right, Clay. I'm look. Clay, all of his benefits are sentimental, right? I mean, we all, you you hit it on the head. We all will feel great about Clay if he wins this championship because of the injuries the past few years. It was terrible, and this would be awesome. However, unfortunately, we can't add him to the top 75. He'll probably make the top 125 years, but we can't add him to the top 75. He's already going to be a Hall of Famer, so that doesn't change. So I don't see the tangible rewards necessarily for Clay. You know, like he moves up on the list for something. He gets his championship, which is great, another ring. But I said all that to say I got to move Jalen Brown up. Jalen Brown, Nick, oh. will benefit tremendously from this ring. Second guy on an NBA championship team at 25 years old. He is a guy that's kind of been underrated. He's averaged 20 plus points the last three years, but only made one all-star game. Never been all NBA. If they win the championship, he continues to play as well as he has, averaging 23 and seven boards in the playoffs. Could have been, as Antoine Walker said yesterday, good argument for him to be the conference MVP, you know, of the conference finals. If he plays that well and they win it, Nick, I think this could raise his stature to the point where he becomes so, a guy that you got to put on the all-star team. Like multiple time all-star so, going forward because he's second best guy on the championship team. I would I thought the same thing last year with Middleton when I did this list. And then they won the title and everyone's like, "Yeah, Chris Middleton, he's fine. He's a guy. We like him." <laughs> like so Middleton didn't get that boost. But here's the difference. And so quickly. I don't know. Is Jalen's younger with Here's why I say top this, three pick? And ain't right. That's the difference. He was top three pick, so people Middleton still yeah, viewed as fair. a second round pick that made good. So, but go ahead, Wiles. I, I have one more. Go ahead, Wiles. I'll say. Okay, so I had a narrative about Tatum and the players that he had to go through to get to the finals, right? You gotta go through KD, you gotta go through Kyrie, you gotta go through Giannis, you gotta go through Jimmy, and now you play Steph as like the final boss of the video game. And then I looked at the coaches that Ime Udoka is gonna have to go through. Start with Steve Nash, that's that's an entry level coach that you have to go through. But then that's you so go through Coach speed. Bud, who has a two-time coach of the year and a ring. Then you go through Coach Spo, two-time champion, top 15 guy. Now you go through Coach Kerr, a top 15 guy, three-time champion, coach of the year. So in totality, if if the Celtics win, Ime Odoko would have gone through six champions, two top 15 coaches, and three coach of the year awards. And he came in fourth, Nick. But all of a sudden, you're like, hold on a second. Wow. Are you the best coach in the league? 
came in for, came in fourth in the coach of the year, and I think that's okay. And Monty Williams still deserves okay. that. But I think you'd have to put him in the conversation very quickly for the gauntlet that you just ran through coaching. And to take a team that was never able to get through, all of a sudden you win the championship? I think you're in the conversation immediately for coach of the year. Or no, for best coach in the league. Uh, very good point, Wiles. Very good point. Yeah, did, did that happen for Nick Nurse? No. He won titles first year. Did that happen for... Did, did that happen for Ty Lue? No. Two years later, he was on the street no, looking Ty- for a job for a full year and a half. No, Ty Lue did not get his respect till he went to the Clippers. He was unemployed for a year. That's, Lakers wouldn't well, guarantee his contract. You know that's because like, he so, had LeBron, Nick. You know that's because he had okay, LeBron, well, well, and that team reached the finals reached the finals the year before Ty Lue took over. I under, I get that. My point is, I think for I think Udoka's been unbelievable, Jenna. However. Because we Kerr won a title in his first year, Ty won a title in his first year, then Nick Nurse won a title in his first year, it's become somewhat commonplace for first-year coaches to win a title that I think it's maybe not as, it won't be viewed as impressively as it has been for other people. And Nurse and uh, Ty both beat Steve Kerr in the finals also. So, for whatever it's worth. I just, yeah, but that was I think that's why you don't wise here, you win. Next go round, Nick. My boy, where's my boy Wiggins? Kyrie Irving. Next go round. These guys aren't on the list. Hey, is it a bad look that KD and Kyrie's former teams are now meeting in the finals? We'll toss that around next. First things first. First things first. Back here talking KD and Kyrie. Bad beat for both Nets superstars. Their former teams back in the finals. I mean, first, the sour taste of the season ending in a sweep, in parentheses, even though it was a close sweep, Chris Broussard, on parentheses. And now this. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Have to bring Fox Sports NBA analyst Rick Bucher in for this one. Rick, is it a bad look for KD and Kyrie that their former teams are meeting in the finals? No, it is not a bad look, Jenna. Any more than if it was a bad look that they left those franchises and went to start their own startup in Brooklyn. And it hasn't turned out maybe the way that they or anybody else anticipated. But the reason that Kevin Durant left the Golden State Warriors wasn't because he thought they were not going to win any more championships. It was because he never thought that he was going to get the credit for playing the role that he did in winning championships with Golden State and wanted to go someplace where he might with Kyrie Irving, what are you, you're asking me to tell you what Kyrie Irving's thinking was? I can't possibly give you that. <laughs> but again, from what I've heard, it had more to do with his disagreements with Danny Ainge and a, a conflict <sighs> there than it had to do with his disbelief in what the Boston Celtics were or were capable of. So if you want to bag on them for leaving those franchises, franchises that had demonstrated a uh, an ability to to win and win championships to go to this startup in Brooklyn have at it but we could have been talking about that for the last few years the fact that these two teams are in the finals is some sort of indictment on these two guys I'm just I'm not going there they left for different reasons other than their ability to win championships I agree with half your point Rick I think the criticism of KD here is unfair. And if I'm Kevin Durant uh, watching sports television as he is wont to do, 
I'm a little angry about this discussion. It's like, wait a minute, guys. You guys all crushed me, said I ruined the NBA for going to Golden State. You wanted me to leave. I left, and now you're like, oh, what an idiot. Look at how many titles he could have won. It's like, yeah, and you guys all said those titles wouldn't count. So what What do you want me to do? Was just, you know, did I just have the uh, original sin of going to Golden State, then no matter what I did the rest of my career, I wasn't going to make up for it. So I would understand if Katie was frustrated by this. Kyrie's thing is different, however, because the Celtics were a conference finalist without him. They stunk with him, and they immediately were a conference finalist and now NBA finalist without him. And I would argue if Kyrie had stayed, they would not be here. So the history is the Celtics make the finals in 2017 without Kyrie Irving. They then trade for Kyrie Irving in 2018, but he gets injured and they make the conference finals without him. He's then finally healthy in 2019 and they get annihilated in round two by Milwaukee with Kyrie Irving, the final few games of that series, shooting like 38% and demanding to guard Giannis. Kids, I promise that happened. Look it up. He said, I've got Giannis of all the people. He couldn't guard Thanasis. He wanted Giannis. So then he leaves there. Boston immediately makes another conference finals. They, they, they go back to the conference finals without him. And now they're in the NBA finals without him. So I don't think, Brew. I, I think these are not the same situations. Durant, when he was with Golden State, they weren't out in round two. They were juggernauts. They were winning titles. Yes, obviously, Golden State is showing they can make the finals with or without Durant. But I think the Kyrie thing is totally separate. Well, look, to Rick's point, I don't begrudge any player for leaving for personal reasons. All right, if you want to be, if you feel like you're happier somewhere else, more power to you. But from a basketball standpoint, and Rick, you said it, Durant left to show he could, he didn't think he was going to get credit for the championships he won in Golden State. Okay, this actually makes that argument stronger. Okay, now people, those that won't give him credit for those rings, and we've seen all-time greats, Clyde Frazier, say there's an asterisk by his championships. We've seen others kind of belittle mm. those. For Charles Barkley saying he didn't mm. drive the bus, even though he was their best player. This is going to embolden that argument. All right, because now it's like, if they win it, I've said it. They already proved they could get to a finals without him. And they won it in 2015. Some write it off because of the injuries to Cleveland, Kyrie and Kevin Love. But them winning this championship would kind of strengthen that argument that man, uh, any good all-star player could have went to Golden State and won those titles. Now, what you can't argue is that Golden State is better without Durant. When he was there in 17 and 18, it was academic, right? We knew it was over. They were winning the championship, period, even though Houston gave him a nice series. That's the problem Kyrie's facing, Wilds. Boston's better without him. Now, Marcus Smart is not as good as Kyrie Irving, but it's about chemistry and it's about fit and maybe personality and all that in the locker room. Whatever the reason, they are better without Kyrie Irving, and that is something he's going to have to wear. Doesn't mean Smart's better. Allen Iverson was better than Chauncey Billups, but Denver was better with Billups, went to the conference finals. So it happens sometimes, and Kyrie's going to have to wear that because clearly 
they don't miss him at all. Okay, so I don't think it's necessarily a bad look, and I'll throw this to you, Rick. I don't think it's a bad look for either Kyrie or KD. I think KD looks at him like, hmm, this kind of stinks. And I think Kyrie looks at him like, huh, I was on that team. But I think there's one guy that looks at it and says, whoa, wait a second here. I want to be in this spot. And that's Josiah. I think when Josiah got both of these guys, it was like, you know what? I'm mm. going to be a major player in the NBA. I love basketball. I've got this team. I want to compete right away. I want to take over New York. I've got some superstars here. And then to see both of their former teams go to the finals, that would irk me more so than it would either KD or Kyrie. That, that's my take. Do you feel like there's that ownership groups and management groups, and I'll put throw Sean Marks in there, would feel a little extra pressure watching the Celtics and the Warriors go to the finals? Yeah, I think there is some of that. Uh, new, brand new owners all want to go win a championship. Not only just win a championship, but prove to all the other owners that they know how to reinvent right. the wheel and that they have the secret sauce That's coming right. from their other organizations. And, and then they find out how expensive it is and how, like, what a challenge it is and how arduous it is to deal with those superstars. And they go, you know what? I can take a couple, few, couple years off. I've got my ring. I'm good. Mark yeah. Cuban, example one right. when it comes to that. But the, 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 I'm, I'm glad, Nick, that you agreed with half of mine. I guess I'm in a different place when it comes to Kyrie because, like, to say that this is a bad look is to say that Kyrie had a good look at any point in the last several years. When did Kyrie look good? In a Boston uniform, well, out of a Boston uniform, right. at any point since he left Cleveland, when have we looked at Kyrie and said, Man, you know what? He it's looking good. Oh, now the Bo Boston is winning without him. I I just feel as if Kyrie can't look any worse with anything that has happened with him. Oh well, and the, so that's where I that's would, where I don't see this really having an impact. Listen, in twenty, the, I guess my argument would be Celtics. The spot they've been searching for is point guard. They had Horford, he left, he came back. They had a number one defense four years ago, they have a great defense again. They had Tatum and Brown. Now, obviously, Tatum and Brown have gotten older and matured as players, but you could, on the flip side of that, you could say they, you know, they don't have the depth of the roster one through 10 that they had, for example, in 2017 or maybe even 2018. The difference is point guard play. So whether or not Kyrie cares about this is a separate discussion. But I do, just like I said during uh, earlier in the playoffs, I forget which series it was, but that I, if I'm trying to win basketball games, I would rather have Drew Holiday than Kyrie Irving. No matter whose bag sure. is bigger or no matter whose skills are rated higher on the latest NBA 2K, if you're the Boston Celtics, it is unequivocal. You would rather have Marcus Smart than Kyrie Irving. That's not even an argument. There is no, well, the counterpoint. No, we've seen it both ways. One was an utter disaster. The other has now won Defensive Player of the Year, even if that was a shaky vote, and has been a key cog, I would argue, the third most important piece true. on this team making the finals. And that's where, that's to me where it's a bit of indictment, not on Kyrie's decision, but on Kyrie the player. On how effective of a basketball player are you? Well, you're not as effective as Marcus Smart. But is this, a, but is this a, a revelation? I guess that's my only part here. Like, is this a discovery 
that Kyrie Irving into is this problematic year, when it comes to women. What's that? No, but going into this year, I don't think anybody would have said, yeah, I think you're better off with Marcus Smart than Kyrie Irving. Generic NBA Team X. I don't think anybody would have said, give me Marcus Smart over Kyrie. And now, I think if you're being fair and objective, you have to say that. Okay, but I don't know that Marcus Smart, the trade-out, Marcus Smart for Kyrie Irving is the only change with these Boston Celtics. Bringing Al Horford back was, sure. was key. You have a different head coach. Like, Coaching change. I believe there's sure. too many other parts here to say that it's simply that that is the switch that made the difference. And now Marcus Smart looks like he's more of a winner than Kyrie Irving. That, that's my, my only issue here. And I think the broader thing is that Kyrie simply hasn't looked good for a while. This is more confirmation than indictment. There's Russ. What are the Lakers going to do with him? Wiki here what the plan might be. We'll talk about it next. First things first. All right, time for stories to start your morning. Sponsored by the Subway Eat Fresh Refresh. We're talking Lakers this morning. Two items on their off-season to-do list. Number one, you got to hire a head coach, which they did. And Darvin Ham, that leaves one item, and that is to just retool the roster. Or also known as figure out what to do with Russell Westbrook. According to Mark Stein, the Lakers are telling anyone who will listen they'd rather keep Russ than part with additional assets in a trade. Also the, said the Lakers won't release Westbrook and eat his $47 million option. Broussard, should the Lakers be willing to part with picks to get rid of Russell Westbrook? Well, I think, Jenna, first of all, we have to keep in mind that this could be a ploy. Okay, to to be able to yeah. trade Westbrook because teams are trying to fleece him. So maybe they're leaking this information to say, oh, we, well, we'll keep him then, you know, and they always want to trade him. But to answer your question, yes, give up your 2027 first round draft pick to move Russell Westbrook. First of all, it's not a fit. We all know it. You gave it a year. They were 11 and 10 when their big three of LeBron, AD, and Westbrook played together. They were 20 and 32 when it was Westbrook and either of LeBron or AD. It doesn't work. You got spacing problems, three-point shooting problems, defensive problems when you have the three of them out there on the floor. So you need to trade it. All right. Now, I'm going to let you guys in on a little, a dirty little secret around the league. Let me say this first. Draft picks are important and they are valuable. However, they have been overrated by some of these GMs. And here's why. Because you can sell two things to your owners in the NBA. You can sell winning or you can sell hope. And if your team's terrible and hasn't been in the playoffs in three years, you sell hope to your owner. And you say, you know what? We're bad. But we've got seven first-round picks in the next four years. We're going to turn it around. But most all, most lottery picks, Wilds, forget first-rounders. Most lottery no, picks don't it. pan out. And I'll give you the proof. It's in L.A. They had four straight years of lottery picks from 2014 to 2017. Three of them were number two picks. Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. Nice players. All nice players. 
but none of them are leading you to a championship. And in L.A., it is about titles. It's not about being pretty good. It's not about making the playoffs. It's about trying to win championships. LeBron can still play. You got to get AD healthy. We all know that. But get you a guy or some guys for Westbrook that fit your team better and go for it. Yes, they should move one of those picks to improve themselves. I I think you make a a great point, but I also respect the Lakers' decision to be like, you know what? Make it work. We're done paying for Westbrook. We don't have to pay him this salary, and we have to include a draft pick. So I I respect the Lakers' decision to draw a line in the sand and say, no, we're we're done giving up assets for uh, the Westbrook decision. And you said something yesterday, Broussard, that was so simple. I said, you know what? I think that's right. I had a day to think about it. I think Russell Westbrook can look in the mirror and work with the Lakers by doing three things. And these, Nick, these are three simple, simple things. Thing number one, stop shooting threes. Just stop doing it. Turn into Ben Simmons. Just stop shooting it. He shot 30% from three. But at the same time, he was wide open. So his 30% is not like anyone else's 30%. He's being left wide open. Everybody wants him to take those threes. So please just come into the new year and say, I'm not shooting threes. Thing number two, make some free throws. Russell Westbrook shot 67% from the line this year. Five years ago, he shot 85%. What changed? Five years ago. His athleticism weight? His league MVP? I don't think that matters because I watch blue chips and Bob Cousy made about a dozen free throws for Nick Nolte. It has nothing to do with athleticism. Same height, same ball, you're fine. Just make your free throws. And number three, just I'm not saying you have to become Patrick Beverly. I'm not saying you have to become Kawhi Leonard or Draymond Green. You don't have to be a great Kevin Garnett all-time defensive player. Just play a little bit better defense. Pay attention to your guys. This is the play from Christmas with Patty Mills gets left because Russ is out here looking nowhere. And there's a play against the Thunder where he leaves his guy for a dunk. This is basic basic stuff. And I know you're like, well, he's a different guy. He's not this guy anywhere. His athleticism has waned. Literally nothing I'm doing recommending has to do with athleticism. One, stop shooting threes. Two, make your free throws. And three, just pay attention to your guy. Where's my guy? Is he here? I'm going to be there. Okay. Don't start looking Wild. for steals. Wild. That's it. And Wild. the Russell Westbrook, okay. give Darvin Ham a chance to make it work. It will work. You don't have to start stop. giving up draft picks. Stop. That could be Jordan Poole. Wild. You have no idea. Go. Oh, yeah, God forbid you miss out on a Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, everybody calm down. A Jordan Poole. My God. They just pump the brakes for, for the You called him earlier. The, 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 the guy who's going to steward the next dynasty. Yeah, you need Jordan let's the just, ball. Let's, just, let's uh, just calm down a tiny bit. Right, right. Uh, all right, Wilds. The, okay. Pretty good. Let's just go. I, I, I don't want to do this. But you said no, you had a day to think about this. You didn't come up this top yeah. of your head mid-segment like, oh, I got a wacky, weird, no, wonderful. Like, no, you had a day to think about no. this. Well, you should have taken two. Because let's go through the list, okay? First thing was stop shooting threes. Russ yeah. shot three three-pointers a game last year. The issue was not those three possessions. The issue was that chart. He's not guarded. 
it ruins your spacing. So whether he shoots them or not, it ruins your spacing because no one's going to guard him. The idea that he's going to be less wide open if the three goes to zero, nobody. He'll be even more wide open if he never shoots them. So your first idea, let's just strike through it. Your second (laughs) idea, which is just be better, is not an available option. The idea that folks are missing free throws. Wilds. Wilds. Yes, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jenna has been on this train for five years. She finally has a co-captain, which is that anyone could make 90% of their free throws. Guys just choose not to. Guys who have worked harder than any of us have ever worked at anything to become basketball players just have decided against being good at free throws. His shot mechanics have become broken wilds. He used to also be a super efficient mid-range jump shooter you and then the last point wilds was be a good defender so what you are asking no. russell westbrook to do is okay wilds you are no, asking no him to is. become a different person well, why don't you just tell him to go go play safety for the rams and they they brought Eric Weddle okay. out of retirement hey, being... here, he's six four he's two fifteen why can't he Tell me why you can't. You're, you're fast. You're, okay, there's guys that age. Why can't he? What are you talking about? I, I am not asking Russ to be any different. I'm asking Russ to become the 85% free throw shooter he was five years ago. How far away can your mechanics be? There's no defense. Has nothing to do with anything. You were good five right, years ago, question, and man. now you're shooting sixty-seven percent. Ask I'm not asking him to play safety the year, for the Rams. Ask him to pay it, be uh, yeah. within an arm's okay. length of his guy hey, and stop wandering, look, looking around you're, like wild. you know uh, my kids are hey. at the ice cream museum. <laughs> Just pay hey. attention to your guy. <laughs> Draymond Green, Draymond Green, the same year or the year before was 37% from three and was a 15-point-per-game guy. Can he do that? Can Draymond take the backpack off on his three-point attempts and just get back to that? No, or was that are a player that throws. no longer exists? It's not a free throw the, shot. Right. Wilds, Wilds here's, here's what you're losing sight of. You have to remember who you are as a franchise. You brought up the Warriors earlier and why they didn't trade their picks and a... That's what they do. How did they build this dynasty? Through the draft. All right? They're smart at that. That's what they do. That's their recent history. Steph, Clay, Draymond, all draft picks. Not so with the Lakers. In this modern era of NBA, post-lottery, draft lottery, they've never built through the draft. Shaq was a free agent signing. Kobe was a draft day trade. Pau Gasol, a trade. Uh, LeBron, free agent signing. Anthony Davis, trade. Don't don't decide all of a sudden, you know what? We're going to build through the draft. Didn't it work out with Lonzo and, and D'Angelo Russell? No, it didn't. So go ahead, make a trade, and try to build yourself into a winner like you have for the past decade. Wait, few there's decades. one other option. That's what okay. they need to remember. Right. There's one other Lakers. There's just one other option. I, all the Lakers could become Steph, Clay, and Poole at the free throw line. 
Because it's just a choice. This team, if they all shot 92% from the line, is. why not? You say 85, just why not? Why the stop there? Why? Bob Cousy went you know 12 what? for Watch 12, Wilds. Bob Cousy went 12 for 12. Same shot. So yeah, that was why does everyone yeah, make the way, Wilds? Watch that it. was that I'm was. I'm with uh, you, Wilds. You know that was. There were. You don't know how many takes that took. Hundreds. We'll see you tomorrow. One. <laughs>